Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Welcome to the Simple Kicking Show. This is the Special Teams Lounge with two phenomenal kickers. This is a big roundtable because it's a Texas roundtable between the TCU kicker Griffin Kell and SMU kicker Chris Nagar. And the topic for today is what is the difference between making a kick versus making crunch time kicks? And both of you had experience with crunch time kicks this week and y'all's big wins yeah so i think um i think the difference between crunch time kicks and just regular kicks going out there and making making field goals i think biggest thing you need to do is try and try your best to eliminate that difference i mean you need to make it the exact same every single time i mean that's the name of the game for us really is is being able to go out there and be consistent be repetitive do the exact same thing. You know, you're not trying to overswing because, you know, it's a big kick or, you know, it's farther, shorter, extra point, 50-yard, 60-yard field, or whatever it is. It's got to be the exact same. So, you know, I'd say, you know, to everybody else, the fans, you know, your teammates, your coaches, it might be different. You know, they might be a bit more nervous. But, you know, you got to be able to have the confidence in yourself that you can go out there and do the exact same thing over and over again. You know, if you're not going to have the confidence in yourself, they're not going to have confidence in you, and that's something that I've learned along the way. So you have to have the confidence in, like, put it in your head that like you're going to make the kick. Like, so I think, absolutely, like, like he said, like you got to yeah. every kick's the same kick, the same thing every time. So no matter if it's for the like game winner or it's a first field goal of the of the game, like it's all the same. So this is Griffin Kell from from TCU. Dude, you went four of four against Texas. Big time. I mean, yes, sir. You didn't know looking back, but if you miss that first kick, uh, TCU doesn't win that game. You miss any of the other kicks, TCU doesn't win that game, right? Four of four, which is like huge for me, gives me a lot of confidence because the week before I got one tipped and missed the 49 yarder, like first kick of the season. I was pretty nervous, but um, after. The Texas game, I was had really good confidence, and I went out there first field goal, made it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get another one. And literally two minutes later, I had another field goal. So it's like I was always trying to stay ready, and you know, I made all the kicks. So that's good, and we got the dubs, so it makes it even better. So I look back at both of y'all's games, and each one of your attempts occurred when the score of the game was within a touchdown, and. These are big-time, meaningful games. Every single kick was a critical kick. So when you are talking about staying ready, what do you really mean? I think, like, the punter and, like, my long snapper, like, we all kind of cheer each other on and, like, give us like give each other confidence. And I think, like, after we make the next one, like, we run off the field after I like, kick off and we're just like, hey, we got the next one. Like, And right before we go out there for the next one, he's like, hey, we're going to make this. And it just kind of gives us – it gives me confidence. And I, same for him punting, like, Jordy, like – he goes out there. I'm like, hey, just relax. Good drop and hit your ball. Like, so I think that's how we that's how we kind of stay ready. 
as far as staying ready, I think, you know, every kick is big, you know, my, my last kick, you know, everyone had eyes on it cause it was late in the game, but you know, we only won by three points. So any of my, you know, my first two kicks would have made the difference as well. You just never know when it's going to come up in the end. I mean, same thing you were talking about with Griffin. I mean, he had four kicks. They ended up winning by two points. You know, his first field goal, his second field goal, you never know when the the difference is going to be made. So you kind of just need to take that same mindset into every kick is like, oh, these points are going to, you know, could have implications on the end of the game. And, you know, if you if you take that focus that you need in the game, and for me, I try and apply that in practice every time I go out there is – you know, we're going to need these points, you know, and you have to emulate that as best you can in practice. So in the game, you don't get too nervous because, I mean, you get nervous, you know, you're kind of, you're caught. So, um, so yeah, I'd say, you know, just trying to emulate that mindset that, you know, those points are going to be crucial in the game. And, you know, we both played in big games this weekend. So, um, I mean, I think we both knew that going out for every kick. To be clear, this is Chris Nagar, the place kicker for the SMU Mustangs. He's also the punter and kickoff specialist as well. But he kicked the game winner against Memphis, sending the SMU ponies to the top 20. And Griffin Kell, who went 4-for-4, four four, beating Texas on the road. Absolutely, each kick mattered and was really the deciding factor in both games. Now, Chris, your career and learning how to get ready was not exactly easy. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a, I, I had a pretty tough go at it. I mean, high school and college, I didn't, you know, I didn't, in high school, I didn't start on varsity until my senior year, which was, was pretty tough. Um, you know, I always felt like, you know, I was a, you know, I was a good kicker, always believed in myself, always had a lot of confidence, but just never really got the opportunity until my senior year and staying ready really was, was something that, you know, it was a mindset I had to keep all throughout high school. Just, I never knew when my time was going to come, but I knew I was going to get that shot. And in high school, again, you know, didn't start to my senior year, but went out was all state kicker, all state punter in the top division in Texas. Same thing kind of happened in college, you know, was at Texas for four years, didn't attempt a single field goal. That was pretty tough going at that. Um, it's tough to stay motivated really every day when, you know, you don't really feel like you're working for something. Um, but if you have confidence in yourself, you know that you're, you know, that the work you're putting in is going to be worth it one day. You really just have to keep that in your head or else you're not going to put in the be your best effort. So, you know, I was blessed and, you know, I'm super grateful for this opportunity here at SMU. Coach Dykes brought me in and, you know, gave me the opportunity to, to go out there and kick field goals and, you know, kind of the same deal in high school. You know, I had one opportunity and made the best of it, and I'm trying to do the same thing here at SMU. Dude, that sounds so familiar because a recent podcast was with Ty Long. He's the punter at the Los Angeles Chargers. Dude, this guy was overlooked for literally a decade. He ends up at UAB. And long story short, after becoming a two-time CFL All-Star, he quits to say, I'm going to the NFL with zero 
there was no guarantee he was going to make a team. He was unemployed. And he tells this miraculous story of how it ends up working out. But for you, dude, it's the same thing. In high school, you waited three years to play on varsity. And then you have to wait an additional four years, really, to get a meaningful opportunity. And you took advantage of it. So the question here is, how did you have that slimmer of hope? Where was the light at the end of the tunnel for you when you were enduring the world of suck? You know, everyone around me, you know, people around me, friends, um, fans of Texas football, you know, they could look at my situation and be like, you know, why is this kid sticking it out? Like, he's obviously not good enough. You know, he hasn't gotten an opportunity yet. There's probably a reason for it. Um, you know, and I, I knew how it looked. You know, I knew how it could seem. And, you know, I – but. The thing was, I didn't need anybody to believe in me. I didn't, it didn't matter to me. I I knew I was good enough. I believed in myself. I knew I was, you know, a premier kicker in the nation. I didn't need anyone else to, to believe in that. All I needed was myself. And that was, that was good enough for me. Um, as far as, you know, just showing up to work every day, that's, you know, for some people, if you don't have that confidence in yourself, that'll get tough. You know, that's why that's when people start dropping off. That's when people stop giving them their best effort at practice. But, you know, for me, it was, I knew that it was going to work out one day and I just had to believe. And I mean, I, it, I think I was fortunate enough to have the, the experience I had in high school, um, not starting for three years and just having to stick it out and believe that it was going to work out. And when it did, you know, I took advantage of that opportunity. And I think that, that experience is what drove me through college, you know, um, to the point where I am today. And, you know, a lot of people might be surprised I'm doing what I'm doing right now because, you know, I rode the bench for four years, didn't even travel to my senior year. I mean, I had to sit at home and watch my team play from my dorm room on my little 19 inch screen TV, you know, that, that'll hurt. That'll hurt a bit. Um, but again, I didn't need anybody to believe in me because I had all the confidence in myself that it was going to work out one day. And, you know, thankfully enough, coach Dykes and his staff brought me in and that's all I needed. I just needed one shot. So since this is a round table, we all kind of get to chip in. Griffin, what do you hear from that, and what's some of your takeaways from what he's saying? I, I knew that when Chris was going to get – when he got the opportunity to kick SMU, I knew he was going to kill it because he's – like he said, he's a premier kicker. Like, I've kicked with him. I know how good he is. It shocked me that he never – like, I mean, he did play at Texas. But, like like he said, didn't get a field goal chance. It's kind of – I just it – was, it was weird seeing him not play at Texas. Like, I mean, you punted and did some kickoffs, and I was yeah. just like – I mean – Chris's kickoffs that I saw it's like when he did kick off, they went like ten deep. And I'm like, why'd you not like the starting dude? Like I know Cameron's good, but I don't Yeah, I, I knew when he got offered or like went to SME he was gonna kill it. Means a lot, Griff. But why did you believe in him, Griff? Was it what was it about Chris that you're like, this guy's got it? Work ethic. I mean, this dude works hard and like he's kicking all the time, like Loves football. You know. It's that work ethic, man. Like, how hard, Griffin, have you had to work in your career to get to where you are? Oh, super hard. TC didn't come to the last minute. Like, I was grinding. And just to finally see everything kind of, like, pay off is just – it's crazy. Like, 
like Chris said, he's worked hard for three years, or three or four years, and now he's finally getting an opportunity. I feel like all the work you put in, like, it's like kind of paying off. Yeah, I mean, me and Griff, you know, we, we kind of grew up together, Griff. My little brother was in Griffin's grade, and, you know, so I've known him since he was in second grade. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we've been training together, working out, lifting, kicking together since – I mean, when you were a freshman in high school, I was a senior. And, I mean, it's been a long road. Like, we both know where each other, you know, where we've come from. Like, we know each other's families. Like, we know each other's grind. Like, I mean, it's, you know, me and him, it's no surprise that, you know, we're doing what we're doing. I'm not surprised that Griff is killing it at TCU. Like, it's no surprise to me. It might be surprised to a lot of people. But, I mean, I see the work that he puts in the offseason. He sees the work that I put in the offseason, like, I mean, we push each other, like, to our limits. Like, we go to the weight room, we're, you know, yelling at each other, screaming at each other, you know, getting each other going. Like, it's not just going out and having, you know, a couple kicking sessions here and there. Like, I mean, we, you know, push each other. We'll do sprints and stuff together in the off season. So, it's like, you know, I'm not – it doesn't surprise me at all that he's killing it right now. And I know it doesn't surprise him at all that I'm I'm doing well too. So, you know, it's it's about what people don't see behind closed doors that goes on. And I am super grateful. I've got, a you know, another premier kicker in the nation that when I go home, we can train together, push each other. You know, that's that's pretty rare that, you know, we go went to the same high school. And, you know, it's awesome that we get to be able to train together when we go home. So the freshman, when I was a freshman, he was Chris's senior. The freshman would practice – like far away on the practice field. And I remember um, one of the coaches, I can't remember, I think it was, I don't think it was Coach Peace, because it was one of the freshman coaches. He was like, hey, go talk to Chris about something like kicking or just some one thing that like, or my steps or something like that. And that just, it meant so much to me seeing like him helping me out with my steps. Cause I didn't know really what I was doing. No, I mean, I remember, I mean, he, I mean, you want to talk about someone that loves kicking, loves football. I mean, you bring up Griffin Kelly, this kid, you can't even get him off the practice field. I mean, always kicking. So, you know, it was it was really cool me being a senior and just seeing that, you know, there was a, a freshman kid. I mean, I know who Griffin was, but just seeing that, you know, he had that drive and, you know, when a kid like that asks, you know, for some help, it's like no question, you know, I want to go out and help them all I can because I know it'll be worth it. You know, I know he'll actually take it and he'll use it and he'll um, – make the best of it because you know there's some people that just want like a quick fix they're like oh like I want to be at the top real quick like no it was Griffin he loved the grind and you know he wanted to actually learn how to do it right so uh, so yeah it, it did mean a lot when he would come ask me for help you guys have a very positive mindset you guys have kinship hey look Chris you're you're giving away your you've gave, gave away all your secrets to Griffin Way long ago, and look at you guys now. When we like when we played Texas, like or like when I played Texas last year, I want to see Chris hit a bomb against us. Like even though I was thirteen, I want to see him like go out there and hit a bomb punt. So for sure, like, I always want to see Griff. Yeah, it's my boy. But there seems like it's a little bit fragmented. Most kickers that I've had on these roundtables don't ever get a chance to have a conversation like this. Yeah, I mean, we're I think we're both really lucky that we have each other to lean on especially when we go home. I mean, those, those off seasons can be tough. And especially if you go home somewhere that, you know, you don't have a lot of guys that, that know the, the grind of division one football. And, 
um, yeah, we're just, I mean, we're really lucky. You know, I, I'm lucky I get to go home. If I'm kicking, I can have Griff's eyes on my ball and I can have, you know, my eyes on him. You know, it's, it's super, you know, it's great. So clearly you guys are homies, which means that you guys have had a conversation before this roundtable. What kind of text messages were exchanged between the two of you after the massive weekend? Again, the game winner that Chris, you had in the four for four game that you had against Texas Griffin. Yeah, I mean, we we always kind of, you know, we'll text back and forth, especially last year when we were about to play each other. Uh, you know, we would reach out and, you know, wish each other luck. And, you know, this year we were supposed to play each other, but, you know, had the game canceled because of COVID. So, I mean, we were both pretty upset about that. You know, we always love getting to compete against each other and stuff. But after last week, you know, I saw, you know, I wasn't able to watch his game completely. I watched a bit of it, but um, – when I saw the stats at the end, you know, I shot him a little text with like, you know, dude, you're, you went off. Like that was crazy. You know, he said the same thing right back. It's nice being able to have that positive encouragement, you know, when we're both going out there and killing it. It's just, it's so great. Like being able to see us both thrive because we both put in the work in the off season. It's just, I, you know, I, I get just as happy seeing his stat line as I do seeing mine. I mean, I think the same goes for him too. Yeah. I was on the bus and, Joey, the punter, he was like, dude, I think Chris hit a game win. I was like, really? And I looked at him and I was like, that's awesome, dude. That's like, yeah. it made our win even better. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, earlier in the show, you brought up something really interesting, and I'm, I'm still in awe of what you've done this season so far. I totally am in awe because I've been in the shoes that you've been in. I was uh, at LSU for three years, didn't attempt a field goal. I was a kickoff guy. And there was something that was just totally missing. I was like, man, I, I can kick. And then I transferred to Rice. Dude, you talked about your swing, your kicks are repeatable. I ran into Bryson DeChambeau a couple of days ago, total act of God that it happened. And I asked him this exact question. How do you trust yourself in those big moments? And he said, I have a distinct advantage. And one of those distinct advantages is I have the ability to replicate my swing. Are you able to replicate your swing because of your mindset? What is it that allows you to replicate your swing so well? Um, I think it's a bit of a combination between both. I mean, going out there at the end of the game, I had no doubts. And it was just, it wasn't, you know, maybe it was a bit of cockiness, maybe it was a bit of confidence, whatever it was, but, you know, just, the amount of kicks I've taken since I became a kicker. Like I just think back to, you know, seventh grade when I started kicking the amount of times I've gone out to practice, the amount of reps I've taken going out for a 43 yard field goal was just like another day at practice. And that's the mindset I try and take out there every day. So going out there for a kick is, I mean, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for years and years I mean just about 10 years I've been doing this like you know as a 22 year old guy I'm not like you know, trying to say like I'm super old you know been doing this but like 10 years going out several days a week hitting a ton of balls I mean how can you not have confidence in yourself that's a you know then you've got a, a mental error like something going wrong and wrong in your head and you know I've always I've always tried to walk the line between cocky and confident. You know, if you find that balance, which I, I believe I have, 
you know, you should have no reason at all to doubt yourself in any instance. I mean, if you're, if your coach trusts you enough to put you out there, like they're not going to put you in a kick that you can't make. They're not, you know, they want points on the board more than anybody. So Blake Mazza is another kicker that's from our area. He's from Plano here in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. And he said in a Pac-12 roundtable that he worked on the mental aspect of his game. He just started chilling more, man, just relaxing and recognizing that it was a stupid brown ball and yellow pipes. And the point of it was just to get it between the pipes. And he said that kind of mindset changed his, his game completely. And he was literally the most improved kicker in the Pac-12 and a Luke Rose, a finalist last year, finishing up behind Rodrigo Blakenship and another guy, Keith Duncan, who's simple kicking zone, who again said, I'd rather be an All-American mentally than an All-American physically. Yeah, Blake's a great guy. I've been lucky enough to train with him growing up. We have a, you know, we go to the same the same coach. So in the off seasons when he's back home, we get to train. And um, he's a great dude. He reached out to me this past weekend, um, congratulated me on the field goal. And um, being able to, get a text from a guy like Blake, you know, he's a, you know, like you said, he was a Lou Groza finals. He's a great kicker, great guy, um, means the world. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, kicking in, in Washington, Washington state can't be easy. You know, he probably faces the toughest conditions of anybody. Um, and I mean, he's right. I mean, mindset is really all you can, you can hope for. I mean, anybody can go out and kick balls endlessly, but if your mind isn't right, then, it, it, none of it's going to matter. So, based on like what he said, kicking is like, I think 90% mental. Like, it's all in your head. It's that simple mindset, man. Get out of your way ha- and have fun, right? I mean, the emotion that you shared, Chris, after you hit the game winner was you put up nine seconds. You put up nine, representing that there were still nine seconds left in the game. Like, don't over celebrate until there's zero seconds left in the game. So were you just completely focused before the kick? Were you completely focused during and after? I mean, when, what were the, walk us through those emotions. Um, yeah, I mean, more than me just being a kicker, you know, I'm a football player too. Like I want to win the game. I want to win games. So me making the kick, I mean, that field goal doesn't mean anything if we don't, close it out. I mean, I knew we were going to have to kick off. I knew we were going to have to probably have one snap on defense. Um, as far as me holding up nine fingers, being aware of that, um, I've got Phil Dawson to thank for that one. I can think back. I, you know, I watched this one kick he had, I think he was with San Francisco at the time. And he made a, he made a field goal right at the end of the game, but there was two seconds left on the clock. And, what struck me not, I mean, he crushed the ball, hit a perfect kick, but what stuck with me was that he held, he held up two fingers to his sideline. He didn't care at all. I mean, he knew he was going to make the kick, but he held up two fingers to his sideline to let them know that there was still time on the clock. And I've been lucky enough to train with him. He's a Texas grad. And so in the off seasons, he would come and he would train and he was always nice enough to invite me and have me out and, that move that he pulled, I mean, that's the the ultimate pro move. And just being able to be put in that situation, you know, I, I want to be, I wanted to be just like him, you know, 
if there's anyone to emulate as the ultimate pro, Phil Dawson is the guy. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just wanted to go out there and win the game. Really. I, you know, I knew the field goal was big, but I knew I was going to make it. So I, I was just trying to go out and finish those last two plays. So here's the kick pulled up. It's a 43 yard kick left hash. You line up what's going on in your mind. Um, whenever I go out for a field goal, I, you know, really you can't overthink it. So I always try and have, you know, one, maybe two things that I think about. And it's simple. It's like, oh, just keep your eyes down at the ball. Or it's, hey, finish downfield. And it's really simple. And I try and make it that simple because then it's like, oh, if I just keep my eyes down, I'm going to make this kick. Or, oh, if I, you know, just have a, a good short jab step, I'm going to make this kick. And it makes it, it makes it so simple. You know, it's, it's not, you know, oh, dang, I've got to, you know, go out there and make this high pressure kick against a really good top 25 team. It's no, I just have to take a good first step. That's all it is. You nail this 43 yard field goal right down the pro post, not just down the goal post. I mean, right down nine feet. Yeah. I mean, I, I trust my line. I trust my training and I know the steps I need to take. I know the line I need to take. I took a quick peek at the, the flags just before. So I, I aimed probably about left middle, I think, at the field goal post in about five quadrants. So I aimed at the left middle quadrant. Um, once I saw that line on my third step, back in my steps, I mean, I knew it was going to go in. I knew that, you know, I had the proper line. So really all I needed to do was go through the motion of, of kicking that I've done millions of times before. So I was like, as long as I line this up straight, it's going to go in. So. It's just fantastic. And then after, what was it like when you actually saw that ball go through? Uh, I mean, it was, it was cool. I mean, I, you know, I knew it was, I, again, I knew I lined it up right. So, you know, I was expecting it to go in. So as soon as it went in, you know, the offensive line, my deep snapper turned around and, you know, they were all celebrating and cheering. And, you know, I was, I was super happy, obviously that I made it, but again, I knew that there were still, probably two plays that we needed to go out and execute properly to in the game. So, you know, I, I, you know, tried to quiet down the crowd a bit, like tried to quiet down my, my teammates a little bit, you know, tell them, Hey, we still got nine seconds. We still got nine seconds. So, um, you know, everyone was super excited for me and that was super awesome of them. You know, everyone went out and did their job and, you know, we made it happen. And Griff, you strolled in the field. Now you have the title Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week, and here's a 48-yard kick from the right hash. What is going on in your mind? The score is 20-14, to 14, third quarter. Walk me through this. So, like, before the game, like, warmed up, the wind was, like, Chris probably knows this, but that day, it was, the wind was, like, swirling. Like, you could see, like... If you watch like my first PAT, like PAT, my ball went like way to the right, and I was like, okay, that's weird. And then this kick, I walked out there and took my steps, and I looked at like was making my line, and you can see the the flags are blowing uh, from my view right to left. So I kind of was aiming at the right upright, and it just kind of fell back in. I didn't I didn't hit it that clean, but it. I mean, the week before you got a forty nine yard kick, tipped. And then this week you put it right down the pro posts as well. I think I think it's just confidence. Like I walked out there and I was like, okay, I made two. Like this is hit it straight. I mean, it's kind of like, and 
like you can't really see, but like the punter after I hit it, like he knew right when it was going in and we got together and we were just like, let's go. Like we were pumped. And I think that, that helps me like going out there, like Jordy, like he's like, Hey, come on. Like you're going to, you're going to put this right, right down the middle. So definitely gives me some confidence. So then when you go to your next kick, it's 23 to 21. Now we're in the fourth quarter from the right hash. I think this is a little bit shorter kick, uh, but still very significant. 27 yards. What's going on here? Just hit a smooth ball. Like, that's really, I kind of hit it kind of low. Not not a very good hit. I mean, kind of lifted it, toe up. I mean, it went straight, so it's all misses go straight. Yeah, I mean, this is a B ball that, again, went right down the pro post that I haven't scored. I mean, this thing was smashed. Yeah, I think I was just, like, my miss hits usually – it's because I don't like swing through the ball all the way, so I like that. Like, I just try to like strike down and strike through the ball, and not just trying to lift it. Like, like not trying to just like barely get it through there. I just try to hit it as hard as I can and hit it straight. This hey, real one. quick, that that just shows you Griffin's mindset. I mean, he's never satisfied. He'll go out there. I mean, he he can't stop improving. Like Griffin's always, always looking to get better. He's always asking me. I mean, he's got a good relationship with Jaden Obercombe, um, who is another Arlington kicker, trains with him. But, um, I mean, you know, he went out there for four for four, and he is still, you know, oh, that wasn't my best ball. Oh, I could have done this better. I mean, like, there's no stopping him. Guys, thank you so much for joining this roundtable. This is Hopefully not the last time we're going to do this. I have an inkling that we may do this when both of you guys are playing on Sundays. No, I mean, I think this goes for, for Griff as well. But, I mean, we are both our conferences, special teams play of the week. But, I mean, it's great getting a bit of notoriety along the way throughout the season just to know that you're doing, doing your job properly. But, I mean, me and him both know that one week of – of a good performance doesn't mean anything. And we're both, you know, looking for bigger things. You know, we want to go out there. We want to win games. We want to do what's right for our team. We want to go out there and perform, come through and, you know, day after day, kick after kick after kick. And it's a long season. I mean, we're only a third of the way through, you know, a couple of players of the week. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's nice for, for a bit, but, Nobody really cares the next week. You know, if you go out there and you miss a yeah. kick, everybody's going to hate you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So we both know that. Us versus the world, really, when it comes to kicking. So, you know, a bit of a bit of notoriety now is nice, but a lot, you know, it's, it's a long season. So we're going to go out there. We're going to keep doing our job and, you know, hope for the best at the end of the season. After the game against Texas, like, it was, it was fun, like, it's always fun getting like a good win on the road like that. And then the Sunday practice, like we talked about some special teams, like, you know, that's, that's over. Like that was, that was good. Now we just got to move on to Kansas state. We got to get the job done because like Chris said, no one really, Oh, that was a cool win. But now everyone's looking at Kansas state and you gotta, you gotta keep it up. You can't slack off cause you went for four or slack off. Exactly. Every game we just went out there. We just, yeah. we just did our job. I mean, we just went out there. We just did our job. I mean, yeah. We're expected to make those kicks. Like, they didn't go out there and they're like, oh, just at least make like a couple of them. Like, they didn't tell Griff, yeah. like, you're going to get four attempts, at least make three. They send you out there and they're like, make this kick. And yeah, so we go out job. there, we're going to go out there, we're going to make this kick. So, 
I mean, it is what it is. We got to move on, you know, clear it. You know, it's nice, but you just got to clear it and go on to the next one. Sounds like staying ready has nothing to do with the previous result of the kick, whether you made it or whether you didn't. And work ethic has nothing to do with what accolades some sports writer or some coach wants to vote you on. And it also sounds like your success does not affect the relationship and the kinship. And that's the difference that you have with phenomenal kickers like you guys. And I am so grateful that you guys joined. This was legitimately one of the coolest conversations I've had. And the fact that you guys are down the road from me makes it even cooler because one day we're going to have to do this in person. (laughs) 